0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Nicole Ackman's interview with the star from Annette, Simon Helberg. i just met someone. She looked at me and smiled. What I see in her is obvious. What she sees in me, it's a little more puzzling. How did the show go? I killed them. The new kick. I saved them. Mm-hmm. You are now kindly requested to keep silent. Please take a deep last breath right now. The truth is sick. Being in love makes me sick. Ready? May we? to the next best picture podcast my name is Nicole Ackman and today I am talking to Simon Hilbert about his role in the film Annette so first of all I just wanted to say that your work in this film is absolutely incredible I watched it again last night for my fourth time I think and I feel like I'm finding new things in this movie every time I watch it
1: (laughs) Not not fourth time in a row. You didn't spend no all day
0: yesterday. <laughs> no, don't worry. Over several months.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I was concerned about your mental well being. Um, well, that's very uh, very kind of you. Um, yeah, it's a pretty densely packed movie. I think actually, I guess as operas go, they tend to have <laughs> many layers. So I, I I could see how you'd, you'd find something new uh, with each with each view, I, I even, I think actually I saw it, I, I think I've seen it about four times as well. Um, and even having been in it, uh, I'm constantly discovering, uh, new looks and moments and even noticing the lyrics kind of, uh, you know, sometimes,
0: uh, in a fresh way. Absolutely. So speaking of, you know, lyrics, this is, you know, sort of an unusual, Movie musical, but I guess you could call it that. Did you ever think that that was something that you would do in your career?
1: I, I mean, I couldn't even conceive of a film like this, uh, you know, in my wildest fever dreams. So, I, I th- this particular one is definitely the genius of uh, Laos and Sparks, and and really, um, I think it only come from from those kinds of singular visionaries. But, um, but I mean, I, you know, I, I guess it it does kind of ultimately fall in the category of musical. So um, I, that's a long winded way of saying, I, I guess I've always thought about being um, in musicals and I've done a little bit on stage and never on film. And I obviously play music, but um, you know, I didn't quite know where, uh, where those, those thoughts and, and <laughs> desires might take me. And I, I never suspected um, you know, to end up in, in this kind of, esoteric world. And, um, I mean, of all the musicals, I I guess this, this would be, uh, this would be the one I, you know, I I would choose if I, (laughs) if I had the, the option. And I guess I, I guess I did. I had to fight for this one, but, uh, ultimately, uh, worked out.
0: So what made you know that this was a role that you wanted to play? You know, why were you so willing to fight to get this role?
1: Well, you know, when Leos makes a movie, uh, which is really only, Every seven years or so, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an event, and and um, I I I think he's obviously one of a kind, and um, as are Sparks and of course Adam and Marianne too. So I I just uh, I I say I fell in love with the the company before I really even was had the opportunity to read uh, a script, and even the script was. a libretto really just the words. So there wasn't even the music. So um, I just was dying to be a part of something that really felt like unique in, you know, in a way where I I, I think when I see somebody who has such a strong vision, you know, like Leos or like Sparks, I, I don't, I don't even really care what it is that they're doing. I just, I just want to be thrown into that world. Um I, I guess I'm I'm attracted to that kind of uh, passion and and the the danger there and um you know i like i like that challenge so i uh and they're all just so they're so brilliant and they're just so cool too so uh <laughs> i uh always want to be cool adjacent i guess if I can.
0: <laughs> hey, hey there
1: i'm hannah and i'm audrey
0: even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. So, you know, talking about how unique this movie is. Um, how would you describe the character that you play because it's a really interesting one in that he doesn't really have a proper given name in the film even.
1: That's true, yeah. There's an element of yeah, and in some ways I think he can function as the conscience of the movie at, at times, although he definitely is flawed. Um <laughs> uh but yeah, he's uh yeah, he's labeled the accompanist, which is so sad because really all he ever wanted to be was a conductor and didn't even get to, didn't even get that in the, uh, in the title <laughs> sequence, but, um, I think that he's a, uh, a, a very open, vein, uh, hard on your sleeve kind of character. And, um, there, there's something that I think is very boyishly pure about him. Um, but of course I think there's a, a, a real boiling over of, uh, intense emotion and despair and kind of reminds me of people I knew as as a teenager, or even maybe who I was as a teenager, where where there's just that carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders and then this this pining and longing and that unrequited love and and, and what that does to a person. And I feel like it it really lends itself to at least the kinds of personalities that I've found to be common in conductors uh, in (laughs) the research I did, which is, there really is a volatility there and it's it's just a very unique role, I think, to be a conductor. There's a lot of power, but there's also, you're also at the mercy of this, uh, you know, 50 headed beast that is the orchestra that's your instrument. You're playing other people and you're playing other people's work. And, um, and so I I think, you know, and there's a performative quality to it too, but um, you know, ultimately you're there as this, as this leader, you know, um, and you, sort of, uh, it's a very, uh, yeah, it's just a very particular kind of job and function. And, um, and I tried to find my way in, I guess, through, you know, through the, 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 the psychology of it and the emotional part of it, which, um, you know, you, you get, you get, you get some pretty intense <laughs> into, into these people because it's an opera, you get, you, you know, get to mm. play with a kind of, um, those devices, you know, where you're sort of hearing almost the inner monologue of these characters and then it's expressed in, in music and, um, and just the abstract. So I, I, uh, uh I feel like there was a lot of room for me to, I guess, <laughs> bring, br- bring something to the table.
0: Absolutely. And so I know that obviously you had experience already as a musician, but what was it like learning to conduct and, you know, what kind of preparation did you do to be able to play a conductor?
1: I learned to conduct, uh, mm-hmm. which I I was never really explicitly asked to do that. But I, I I mean, it was in the script. So I didn't really I knew they had plans to bring that that puppet to life, uh, but I didn't know if they had plans to make it believable that I was conducting without me actually learning to conduct. So I, I, um, I studied with the uh, assistant conductor at the. Um, at the LA Met. And, um, and I worked with one of the, there was a musician, um, someone in the music department on the film named Tim Davies, who also helped me learn how to conduct. I, you know, read books on conducting technique and watched just endless amounts of uh, videos of different conductors, different styles, different eras. Um, And kind of, you know, I guess I tend to sort of go inside out first, which, you know, was like, what, how do you, how do you do this thing? And even being musical or reading music or you know, any of that is, is, is just, it's a totally different game. Um, so learning that actual technique, literally how to hold the baton or where the orchestra is sitting and how you cue them and um, how you relate to them and and how that all works on a technical level. And then I would say, then going outside in, kind of looking at the different styles, uh, you know, whether it's Leonard Bernstein or or Gustavo Dudamel, and all, there's just so many. I just went through hours and hours of it and, uh, and then tried to marry the dude, you know, um, uh, and try to find who this character is and, you know, pepper in all of these other areas um, and, and little, you know, tidbits that I was able to to glean and things I was able to learn. And, yeah, and then you show up, you know, so uh, it, it was a good thing because there, there was a real, uh, <laughs> real live Philharmonic uh, orchestra staring at me and, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. And I had learned all the the music and poured over these orchestral scores and, and I really was able to do it um, on the day. And, and that's, I think, you know, I, I just, I just want to find all the ways to bring as much um, truth to it as I can. So I feel like if, you know, if you're actually able to do the thing um, you know, no one can say that you were faking it, I guess. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Uh, since you mentioned it though, I have to ask, what was it like acting with, you know, the Annette puppet?
1: Well, uh, it was unusual for sure. Um, but, uh, shockingly easy, uh, in, in the sense that I I guess I mean to connect, uh, to it, 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 you know, there, there was a, a definitely a, a, a challenge I'd say to all of the scenes we did, um, you know, emotionally, physically, logistically, whatever. But, but actually, yeah, there was something about. There, there's such a, a a tenderness, I think, there, um, with just built into this scenario, which is that I'm handling this creature that was designed by these two uh, brilliant people, Romuel and Estelle, who had worked on uh, that character for years and then actually developed some kind of um, even a, a particular part of it the, the way that she moved some of the mechanisms I think they had actually pioneered specifically for her and for this film and and so they actually would hand her off to us uh, a lot of the times during these takes which which was um, unnerving and <laughs> definitely disorienting and they're speaking French and trying to teach you how to puppeteer in, you know, 30 seconds in a foreign language and something they worked <laughs> on their whole life. And so, so actually there was, I'd say intrinsic in that exchange, uh, a feeling of responsibility that I had to really take care of this being, um, and to actually bring it to life. And, and that there's some nice parallels there, I think, uh, just between that and and the story and in, in the film, um, which is, you know, obviously there's, there's a bit of that—the protective quality that my character has towards Annette—and of course, there's this foreign element, this chasm between the two of them—and um, and so then, you know, all of that, like all the the mechanics of it, the the whole movie was just an exercise in learning how to find some level of comfort in in the discomfort of it, because it was all, you know, whether it was operating a puppet or conducting an orchestra or swimming or swimming while singing or while drowning it. There's <laughs> there so many different, you know, d- different challenges that I, I think ultimately it, it, as an actor, it really can free you. It really can just kind of pull you out of your head because there's so many things to focus on that you don't really have much time to think about yourself. Uh, and that I think is a, is a gift.
0: That's amazing. And just to wrap up, I have to ask, you know, what do you hope that people who see this movie take from it?
1: Oh, I just hope that people have some feelings uh, while watching it or after watching it. I I don't really think that it matters what, what it causes you to feel or think about. Um, kind of in the way, you know, sometimes you have a dream and you don't even necessarily remember it but there's a feeling left over or sometimes you remember every moment of it and and sometimes you can connect it very literally to something and sometimes you can't um and uh i i think this movie i i I think it is provocative and i find it to be very um beautiful and profound and haunting and funny and um and i think in terms of the themes i mean yeah you could draw a million conclusions, um, you know, and I think they'd all be right. So I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes these days when I, when I see a movie, uh, I just hope to be affected by it. Um, I hope to find something in there to go on some journey with these characters. And, and, um, I know that might sound, I don't know, sort of generic or something, um, <laughs> or vague, but I, but I actually, um, <laughs> I, I guess I've seen some movies where I am, I'm like, well, that was beautiful, but I don't know. Like, I don't, it it didn't leave me with anything. So uh, yeah, I hope it leaves you with some questions and, you know, maybe even an answer or two.
0: That's so great. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, And definitely for everyone listening, if you've not seen Annette yet, uh, definitely go and do that because, you know, as you were saying, it is a really beautiful, profound film that I think everyone will get something different out of.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's really nice to talk to you, Nicole. I I appreciate you uh, taking the
0: time. Yeah, thank you so much. All
1: right, I'll talk to you later.
0: All right, bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole Ackman's interview with the star from Annette, Simon Helberg, here on The Next Best Picture podcast. Annette is currently streaming on Amazon Prime Video. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts.